Did you know that parents rank financial literacy as the number one most difficult life skill to teach? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families. With Greenlight, you send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and keep an eye on your kids' spending with real-time notifications. Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. And parents can rest easy knowing their kids are learning about money with guardrails in place. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. It's, it's bizarre. It's, uh, you can't even write this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's beyond a pale. It's unbelievable. But unfortunately, uh, you got evil in the world, man, and, and it happened. It happened. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Twisted turns. It's crazy. It's nuts. Two innocent women dead in a murder for hire case. One of those women died a hero protecting a family member. Today's story took place earlier this year in mid January in a remote section of Louisiana. Uh, so this happened in a little tiny, essentially a fishing community called Montague, Louisiana. This is Danny Monteverdi. He's a reporter with WWL-TV in New Orleans. It's kind of what you would envision when you think of southeast Louisiana. I mean, it's along the bayou, um, near the Gulf of Mexico, very small population. For anyone who's not from this area, um, you know, it's about as opposite of New Orleans as can be. You know, New Orleans is, you know, dense, packed, uh, you know, city with hundreds of thousands of people in it. Um, this area, no, it's, I mean, again, it's a quiet, you know, um, quiet parish, you know, county, you know, every other state of the country, but it's a quiet uh, parish. Uh, lots of sugarcane production, fishing, shrimping, that sort of stuff. So, you know, we don't, we don't really go down there a lot unless something big happens. Um, you know, in my career, I've done this 16 years now, like I said, for two of the daily papers and for WWL. And I think I've been down there maybe at most, you know, five, six times. Um, so that, that just kind of tells you about what doesn't happen down there. So, um, so yeah, something like this, it's just, yeah, that's, um, it's out of the ordinary, I think, even in a big city, but it's especially out of the ordinary in a little community like that. Danny, I know when I first reached out for an interview to cover this case, uh, you had been covering it in recent days, and you just said, look, I need a little bit of a break from this before we do an interview, right? Yeah, yeah, that was, um, it, it was a rough one. I mean, there's, there is unfortunately a lot of crime that happens in New Orleans, and I've covered it a long time. I've worked at the two daily papers in New Orleans, mainly on the police beat, and I've worked at WWL covering a lot of crime. Um, but this one was just, I guess, by the nature of it, where it was allegedly so calculated and cold, uh, by the end of the day, I mean, that when the adrenaline of the deadline wore off, it was just sort of like, holy smokes, what did I just cover today? What did I hear? What did What happened? And yeah, I mean, it, it was something where I, I literally just had to take a day the next day and just kind of decompress after covering that. And I know it gets a little confusing, but we can describe it for our listeners. You know, it's basically a murder for hire situation, right? Yeah, exactly. This was, um, yeah, by all accounts, a murder for hire. It was a guy named Beau Cormier who allegedly uh, raped a family member and um, apparently had hired two of his friends to try to kill that family member. And um, it, it was this convoluted process where he and two friends apparently scoped out the house back in November of 2020, uh, tried to do it once before, it failed, 
and uh, fast forward to January 13th of this year, 2021, and it happened. The problem is, though, Bo Cormier's sister, Brittany, uh, when the alleged gunman, who was a guy named Dalvin Wilson, when he showed up to the house uh, looking for the alleged rape victim, uh, Brittany Cormier says, well, that's me, and she was shot and killed. Uh, so was a friend who was just over visiting her. That lady's name was Hope Nettleton. So ultimately, it was a murder-for-hire plot just gone horribly wrong. Um, two women shot and killed who were in no way, shape, or form the intended target. They were asking for the victim, and she said she, she, she said it was her. Yeah, he shot and killed her, and then Miss Nettleton, with a struggle, she ended up getting killed as well. Well, the deaths of those two women and Terrebonne Parish seem unbelievable to neighbors who knew them, especially given the circumstances of that murder-for-hire case. To have a double homicide in this nature, um, it's very unusual. I feel for these, these families. and uh, it, It's tough. The whole story is bizarre and uh, so unnecessary and so tragic. We're all having a tough time, some harder than others, obviously. But the individual, Cormier, who was in, who was planning this with two other friends, he was in prison, right, when when this took place? Well, at that point, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, he had been arrested and charged for with, with, with a rape of a family member. And so he was, okay, so not behind bars when it happened. Right, right. And, and an interesting and kind of eerie little side note that didn't make it into my report was, um, I was reading a report from the Homa Courier. That's the little newspaper, the daily paper down where this happened. And um, their reporter happened to read the obit for Brittany Cormier. Well, Beau Cormier was listed as a pallbearer at her funeral. So the brother who allegedly hired his friends to try to kill a relative and wound up having his sister killed wound up being a pallbearer at his sister's funeral. Wait, is and is that before so before police found out that he was connected to all this? It, it was it was probably about the time they were getting an inkling on what happened. Um, you know, I have to go back and look at when her funeral was, but um but you know, point being he was he was out um when she was uh, you know, buried and um yeah, and he was he was listed as a pallbearer at her funeral. How did investigators then figure out what was going on. Do you know? Well, they, they they didn't give too many details. They said they wanted to keep a lot of those, you know, kind of close to the vest since the case is still in its early um, stages. But um, they, they said they did a lot of investigation kind of in their own territory. And they said they actually worked with some of the sheriff's office, a, um, a sheriff's office rather, in the southwestern part of the state. So this, this happened in southeast Louisiana. Um, he was arrested on the alleged rape charge in southwest Louisiana. And he's lives in that area, apparently. So it sounds like there was some kind of crosswork between the authorities, just police comparing information from diff different jurisdictions and eventually just kind of piecing together what happened. Um, and, and you know, and that's kind of how they were able to put this all together. And, and again, just to sort of to put it all together, you've done a great job of explaining a complicated case, but you've got a guy who's been charged with a crime. He wants to silence the victim, hires two friends to go to the house and silence the the rape victim and a family member steps in and says, oh, that's me. They shoot and kill her and they shoot and kill her friend. Right, exactly. And um, and yeah, the friend was just there visiting randomly and there was apparently some struggle between the friend and the gunman. Um, but yeah, she had no connection to this case at all. It just happened 
to be the wrong place at the wrong time. So three people behind bars now charged with this crime, I assume. Right, yeah, there um, there are three people. Yeah, Beau Cormier, um, a guy Andrew Eskine, and the guy Dalvin Wilson. Um, so again, Beau Cormier, apparently the mastermind of this. Andrew Eskine provided the car that was used um, to make this happen. And the apparent gunman was Dalvin Wilson. So yeah, they're all in prison now. Each has two counts of first-degree murder, uh, no bond at this point. And actually, a few days after this happened, the sheriff down in Terrebonne Parish came back and added some charges from the prior attempt back in November of 2020. Uh, They each got one count of criminal conspiracy to commit murder and one count each of attempted first-degree murder since they tried to carry this out a prior time. And then meanwhile, Beau Cormier also got an extra charge of solicitation for murder for hire. So yeah, three people behind bars now um, and really serious charges. Uh, And in Louisiana, a first-degree murder conviction can carry a death penalty too. With each defendant facing two counts of first-degree murder, the Terrebonne Parish DA says the death penalty is not off the table when the case goes to trial here at the parish courthouse. First, he says he needs to speak to the victim's families. That decision will be made with myself and them after we have a long conference and a lot of uh, soul-searching as to what's the proper thing to do. But as far as the death penalty, it is absolutely on the table. And you mentioned that, that that other attempt back in November. I mean, that's another whole crazy aspect, that they tried this once before, it didn't work out. Do we know much more about what happened and, and why it didn't, quote-unquote, work out? Yeah, no, it sounds like, yeah, from what the sheriff did say briefly, yeah, they tried this once before and— for whatever reason, it just, it didn't happen. And then, yeah, fast forward again back to, um, you know, January 13th of this year. And, you know, unfortunately that time it, it did happen. All right. Well, Danny Monteverdi, thanks for taking the time to talk to us about it and telling us about this case. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time for Vault Studios. I'm Will Johnson.